Why do we feel lonelier and fall into a culture of hookups more often than our straight counterparts? Welcome everyone to Powered and Protected by Rainbows. I am of course your host, Matt Haslam. And today we're talking about why gay men feel lonelier and fall into a culture of hookups more often than straight men do. But before we begin today's episode, I wanna point out that while we won't be showing any pictures, diagrams, or training, this episode isn't really made for those under 18 due to the sensitive nature of the topics we're talking about. Those topics include sex and relationship loneliness. Also worth noting is that there's plenty more info on this if you're interested, and the links are below in the description if you want to learn more, which I highly encourage because it's actually fascinating to learn the data on this topic. With all of that said, let's get started. Experts believe over 70% of gay men now use an app like Grindr or another gay dating app, but a majority use it to find a hookup. And for a smaller number of gay men like myself, we use apps like Grindr, Recon, Scruff, or others to find a relationship. And while these apps do have problems, which you can learn more about in our episode called What Grinders My Gears. The true problem with apps like these is the sheer amount they are used. The most popular among them is called Grinder, and they now report that their average user spends about 90 minutes per day on their app. And that sounds like a lot of time spent trying to find love. But as the data proves, a majority on the app aren't trying to find love at all they spend an average of 90 minutes a day trying to find a one-night stand. But this leads to the obvious question. Why do gay men feel it necessary to spend this much time trying to find another guy for just one night? The answer is loneliness, but it's more complex to explain than just saying that word. So let's first answer the question, why are we lonely? Most would assume throughout our entire lives, between the time when we start realizing our sexuality and when we start coming out to other people and actually dating guys, we feel horribly lonely between those times. And that's completely true. In fact, a stress researcher at Yale University found that the longer we spend between those two points in our lives, the more stress we get accustomed to facing. This stress isn't from major traumatic moments in our lives, though the more traumatic moments we have, the worse our depression is as a result. But instead, this stress is caused by every day waking up and having to hide our most basic human instincts from everyone. It's caused by fearing people finding out and fearing everything around you all the time. And mirror that with the fact that gay men produce less of a hormone called cortisol which is the body's way of controlling stress, and you wind up living a very stressful life just because you're gay. But you're alone in dealing with that stress until you come out of the closet. Gay teenagers don't always get to see examples of their own love and healthy gay relationships in television, movies, music, and more. They don't get taught gay relationship or health advice in their schools. And in fact, talking about LGBTQ in a positive light is illegal in thousands of school districts across the United States as of the date of this broadcast. So even if a gay teenager is surrounded by friends and family, 
they still feel deeply alone in their lives. But the key link connecting our overall community's loneliness to why the gay community is so accustomed to the hookup culture instead of trying to find love is found by answering another question. When gay teenagers can't find love stories like theirs on television, movies, in their music, in their schools, or even being taught to them as normal, where do gay teenagers run to in order to find information? Well, researchers found gay teenagers turn to online resources to find out how their relationships will work someday. While there are plenty of online resources made for gay kids to learn how normal they are, such as Powered by Rainbows, and while plenty of online artists can be found for gay music nowadays, such as my music channel, I know that was a shameless plug, but researchers found that many gay teenagers find other resources a lot easier and a lot more fun to research, such as adult websites, where the biggest worry a teenager has is just deleting their browsing history before anyone else uses the computer. It's a way to learn how your most intimate moments will work while at the same time keeping your feelings private because you're portraying your intimate moments with some actor on a screen instead of acting out or trying to act them out in real life with someone real. But even after you come out, loneliness is amplified to a much higher level. Sure, now you get to talk openly and not hide who you are anymore, but now you're surrounded by your friends who, by your age, are mostly married and have perfect lives. You, on the other hand, just started to date, and it's as if you're a teenager all over again trying to find love for the first time. Years ago, you could go to a gay bar in your city and try to find love in person. And when you're in a gay bar, chances are, if someone rejects you, you can still become friends with them. Even if there isn't some guy in the bar wanting your flirtations, there's still music playing, everyone's still dancing, and you're still having a good time. Plus, you have alcohol to forget about the cute guy who just rejected you. But if you live in a small town, there may not be a gay bar near you at all. And moving to a gay neighborhood scientifically still puts you at a higher risk of risky sex or drug use, so many don't want to move to a gay neighborhood just to try to find love. Some, like myself, love where we live and don't want to abandon our families just for the hope of finding love somewhere else a little easier. So nowadays, technology has seemingly come to the rescue for those living in small towns across the country. Technology has even seemingly come to the rescue for those who live in a large city but are either too busy or too shy to go to a gay bar in person. But therein lies a new question no one has yet to ask. Is that technology just a wolf in sheep's clothing? Experts have studied many gay dating apps and concluded that they are all almost perfectly designed to cause negative beliefs about ourselves while simultaneously selling us a service, claiming they want to help us, and advertising products which help us overcome those negative beliefs the apps themselves caused. And they do all of this instead of trying to help us find love, which is the main reason people downloaded their apps in the first place. Before we come out, life is all about trying to fit into the social norm 
of being straight and acting more masculine than you might be. But after you come out, life on a dating app, like Grindr, becomes about just trying to impress the next guy who scrolls past your profile. And when you're on a gay dating app for even a few minutes each day like I am, you come to expect hundreds of rejections for every one profile which actually likes you back. Rejection becomes just as frequent, if not more so, than when you were still in the closet. Getting rejected by some guy you found attractive when you couldn't really tell him you liked him at all because you weren't out was easy to handle. The problem was that you were in the closet and couldn't tell him, not the fact that he didn't like you back. But now the rejection hurts more because you can tell him you like him and he just doesn't like you back. So when you're so used to getting rejected, the easy answer for many is to resort to the same backup plan you always did. When you can't find love, at the very least, find sex. Before you were out of the closet, all you had was the internet, but now you have thousands of guys just like you, and almost every one of them is willing to settle for the same thing. When you can't win gold, settle for silver. Now, I realize my beliefs on this are very biased, because I'm one of those guys who still believes anything more than a kiss and anything sexual are ways of saying I love you to your partner. For guys like me, those actions have to mean a whole lot more, and they only enter a relationship once love and trust are built strong enough. So I understand my bias on this topic, and I have never in the past, nor will I ever in the future, judge others for doing things just for fun or for any of the reasons mentioned here. But even the app developers admit they never really designed their apps for people trying to find love. The president of Grindr still defends his comments when he said he believes gay people shouldn't get married. So he didn't really design his app to help gay people find love. He designed it to help gay men find hookups. And maybe that's why on apps like his, I still get messages saying that if I'm trying to find love, I'm searching in the wrong places. If a guy only wants one thing, it's easy to tell after a few preliminary questions, and it's easy enough to block them. And if all you want is one night, it's easy for the other person to say anything they have to in order to make you feel good so the conversation can continue. If they call you cute or sexy, they have no obligation like they would in a long-term relationship to actually mean anything they say because by the morning, you don't even have to know their real name. Sure, there are some who go into the culture just for fun, but majorly, experts believe the culture is filled with those convincing themselves that if some guy likes them enough to come over that night, that they're having an intimate moment with someone when they truly aren't. And even when a guy passes that test of not just wanting one thing, to someone in my experience, all they might want is just to have a purely emotional connection with you, but yet want the ability to cheat on you with literally anyone else. So even then, it's just about one thing, just not with you. And sorry for throwing shade, but my exes never really watch my show anyway, so who cares? 
I mean, literally, the one hit me every time I kissed him, and the other never really called me cute at all, so I, more than most, fully understand that finding genuine love is difficult, especially living in a culture that isn't aimed at finding love. Our loneliness is caused by a lifetime of being on our own and living in such stressful environments, even though others around us can't see how stressful it really is. As we grow up, we fall more and more into the feeling like the best we deserve is just one thing, because that's all we could have when we were teenagers. We weren't allowed to fall in love when everyone else was falling in love and figuring out what that word truly meant. So, for many in our community, as we grew up, experts have proven now that we fall right back into that cycle. We think the best we can get is a one-night deal. Even the app developers haven't designed their apps to help us realize we're worth way more than just one night. But if there's one takeaway you can learn from this episode, it's that even in the culture we live in now, using the apps we're forced to use, because the ones who claim to help us find love are much less popular and are far too expensive. And even though we might face hundreds of rejections, we have to keep realizing that we are worth love finding us someday. And when we get tired of dealing with rejection, we need to log off and take a break from the apps, which cause us the loneliness feeling we face. Coming from experience, this helps greatly I got so tired of rejections that I gave Grindr a month and a half break and it felt great to not worry about what some guy thought of my profile or not worry about someone just wanting me for one thing. So consider putting down your phone and going back to the basics. Find a local bar, an LGBTQ club, or just ask your friends if they know any other gay guys in the area. I'm not saying it will be easy but eventually that feeling of loneliness subsides from either getting into a relationship or just by preoccupying your time working for charity like I do at the moment. But anyway, that's all for our episode for today. If you have any thoughts on today's topic or have any questions, please do leave those in the comments down below. All of our sources are listed in the description of this video for you to learn more so you can go check them out right now. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our network for plenty of more great gay content to come in the future, and share this video with others. I'm Matt Haslam, this has been PBR, and have a gay day everyone. Bye for now and happy grindering. It's holiday season, so don't forget to pick up some of our Lost Dog collection or our official Powered by Rainbows t-shirt using the links in the description of this video. They're all awesome and plenty of rainbows on them. You can get them now on our merch store and get them in time for the holidays, so go check them out. Links are below.